Good morning. It is Monday, July 10th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Casey Daniels 317. We're both on YouTube right now, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Can I just say, because we got to get to this Tucker Carlson audio, because he mm-hmm. was on with Russell Brand. Yeah. And I thought that interview was fascinating. But before we do that, can I just say how stupid Monument Circle looks? Oh, with the green space? So the, the and this had been announced before I went on paternity leave. Mm-hmm. But while I was gone, I guess the answer, Joe Hogsett's answer to solving the crime, l- lunacy and out of control violence. By the way, we, did you get the email that we got this morning about be aware of the guy with the machete walking around. Are you kidding the me? The greater downtown area. Kev, did you get that email about the, the yes, go check your email. I we, didn't see that. We got an email alert about a guy with a machete waving a machete uh-huh. in, the, in the greater downtown area. And thankfully, I mean, I guess it's kind of a well dub, but I'm glad they said it. Avoid this person at all costs. Uh, the, Just saw a shirtless man. This is an email where he said, no, go ahead and read it. Go heading, ahead and read it. Heading down the sidewalk with a three to four foot black machete. He's both carrying it openly and tucking it under his arm. <laughs> yeah, well, I got my shirt back on and the machete's in my car. So we're all good now. So Joe Hogsett's response to shirtless guy with the machete, what mm-hmm. will stop shirtless guy with the machete, mm-hmm. is he took the southwest quadrant of Monument Circle, which is where we're at. It's always right in front of our mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. And he put a bunch of AstroTurf yep. and picnic tables. Some ping pong tables. And lawn chairs yeah. out. And apparently that's his answer to sh- to stop machete-wielding guys. Well, you know, when the guy's coming downtown with his machete, we just want to make it more welcoming for him, a place that he can relax and hang out with his machete. Yeah, he can use the machete as a ping-pong paddle. I mean, am I the only one? Like, I went and walked and looked at this. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, all you've done here is you have stopped the free flow of travel. Right, because now you can't circle. drive around the circle. Right, when law-abiding motorists, it's the same thing with the gun issue, right? The, the stupid thing he's trying to do with guns now. The law-abiding motorist who wants to drive to downtown Indianapolis is not the problem. You know who's the problem? Joe Hogsett and Ryan Mears. Yes. Accountability. Because they won't do anything about machete guy. Just stop machete guy. Mm-hmm. Hold people accountable for their misgivings. I didn't mean to turn this this segment, because we got to get the Tucker stuff, into just a, just a going off on this topic, mm-hmm. but that looks stupid. Yeah. Well, while you were gone last week, I had mentioned that Jefferson Shreve needs to come out and be tough about this. Yes! He's been putting out some videos, and they're they're nice, and it's kind of like, hey, I'm Jefferson Shreve, and I'm running for mayor, but th- that's not going to do it. We need somebody who's going to be tough on this, and he needs to get that message out that he's the man who's going to do that. If we want to enact change in this town, because Indianapolis is at a crisis level right now with crime and we need somebody who's going to be tough on it and i want to hear from him that he's the man who's going to do that and and what is the theory here that a criminal guy who is going to commit a crime on monument circle said well i was going to go shoot someone because i'll probably get away with it but gosh darn it now there's some astroturf and picnic tables and lawn chairs down there a putt-putt golf course is what it it looks like yes it looks like something out of uh there's a movie uh, Brendan Fraser was in it years ago called Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen this movie? No. He 
plays a guy, a kid. He's a kid, and Christopher Walken's his dad. And they're in, um, they're conv- it's in the 1950s, and there's a like a they're convinced they have a, they have a bomb shelter like everybody people did in and around their houses in the 1950s, and they get a false report that a nuclear weapon has been launched in America, and they go into this bomb shelter, and the caveat to it is that they can't come out of the bomb shelter for 40 years, and so then or 30 years or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden the movie you know over time he is an adult and come and he comes up to Earth having not seen it's a comedy it's a funny movie this guy that's totally out of touch with what's going on but if i recall in the movie they've got like lawn chair and furniture and astroturf down in the bomb shelter to give them some semblance mm-hmm. of what earth would be like above them this is so stupid mm-hmm. this is so stupid and it's <laughs> ugly and it looks ridiculous and it's totally out of place just stop the machete guy yeah and put him in jail yeah and and don't let the homeless people start sleeping out in front of the different stores and restaurants uh, and, on the circle. And, and God bless these people and it's totally not their fault. But I'm so I'm I'm on the monument. By the way, apparently they've shut down the museum on Monument Circle. That's just gone now. It's moved somewhere else. There's a big sign because it's I guess too unsafe <laughs> to hang out on Monument Circle. You can't go in and view the museum. All the artifacts have been moved to the war memorial, which I don't know when that happened. Uh, but nothing says safe like, well we had to pack everything valuable up and move it down and the street. Yeah. But I see all these multiple DPW, Department of Public Works people out there, and they're cleaning all of this stuff. And it's like, it's not these people's fault. They're just following orders. But why haven't you put that sort of effort in cleaning the rest of the city that looks like absolute garbage? Mm -hmm. I have seen more people cleaning the stupid AstroTurf and picnic tables and lawn chairs than the the rest of the city. How about a public safety director? How about we hire more police? Uh, just uh, How about we hold uh, criminals accountable for their actions? It's everything Joe Hawk said. It's ugly, it sucks, and it's only going to make things worse. How long yeah. will it be out there? Do you know how long that will last? To quote <laughs> Squints in the Sandlot, Kevin, forever. <laughs> well, it's, uh, at least until the election, because it is an election year. Right, thing. at least until then. Right. It's 11 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Tucker Carlson is praising Donald Trump as the most significant thing to happen in U.S. politics in 100 years. And he was on Russell Brand's podcast, Stay Free, which uh, he said that he was shocked that he was fired back in April, but he's not angry about it. Russell Brand has suddenly become sort of some sort of legit interviewer, mm-hmm. newsmaker guy. He's got this whole studio, and I don't know if you could see it from the podcast, but the studio looks lovely. But there's a huge window, and it's all green. Everything behind it is green. And the way they were talking about it, they made it seem like it's a really, really nice place. And Russell Brand is inviting people in, and he's saying that it's independent media. He wants people to feel free to express how they feel. It's like group therapy there with Russell Why Brand. Why is he a thing? Russell whole, Brand? The, any of it. The acting, the anything. What, like what... You you're, you used to have an entertainment show. Mm-hmm. What? Why is he? Why was he ever a thing? Isn't he the one that was with Katy Perry for a while? This is my point. She made him a thing. No, he was a thing before her. Yeah, well... Yeah, he's a famous actor. And weirdly enough, Russell Brand is not the worst looking person Katy Perry has ever been with. <laughs> Wasn't she with... Uh, Machine Gun... Machine Gun Kelly. Was that? Sure. No, that's the other one that looks like her. That's... Uh, she was in the Transformer movie. Megan Fox. Oh, sure. 
Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. His, this guy has lived the, like the most. He's been an actor. Mm-hmm. He's been with famous singers and movie stars. He's got a podcast that a million people listen to. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, because he gets people like Tucker Carlson to talk about his feelings. <laughs> and that's what they were talking about. Tucker was explaining uh, why he went to Twitter after he was let go from Fox. What was it about uh, your conversations with Elon Musk that led you to work there on Twitter? Well, I don't work for Elon. Um, he's paid me zero money. Um, I don't think I ever want to work for anyone again. I've mm. done that. Um, I'd like to make money. I mean, I've, you know, I think that's fair. I've made zero money uh, since I left, um, and that's fine. But at some point, I'd like to, but I'm not working for Elon Musk. He hasn't offered to hire me, and if he did, I wouldn't accept um, but he, what he's done is offered me the what he's offered every other user of Twitter, which is a you know a chance to broadcast your views without a gatekeeper there. So Tucker's uh, views have slipped since he's been on Twitter. When he launched, he was at 120 million views, and then it went down to 60 million views, and then it peaked back up to 104, and then it went back down to 32, and since then, he's on, I believe, his seventh episode on Twitter. He's now down to 15 million views, way more than he had on Fox, where they had about 3 million uh, viewers, but he's starting to see a bit of a decline in his viewership on what he's got going on on Twitter. Well, we said this was going to happen, right? Because the initial view was the intrigue or couple views. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, hey, the content is the content. And Tucker Carlson has some fine content. But once you've seen it, mm-hmm. unless you really, really enjoy the content, the, the freak show, sideshow, whatever aspect to this is now over. And you kind of know what it's going to be. And it's basically just a continuation of his show. So unless you're really into the content that he's providing, why would there be that many people? That Well, would? I think he's got to be more consistent because he's doing it once or twice a week now. And when he was on Fox, he was on every single night and people were tuning in for that. But now it, it's not every single day. And I think he should... I think he should try and do that. But he has said that since he left Fox, he's really happy now. And he's saying what he wants to say. And he said part of his deal is he likes to write everything out. Yeah. And that's what helps him kind of get his thoughts and his brain straight. Scripted guy. Scripted guy. Yeah. He likes to write it all out. And he. So, some of us can do our show with no preparation whatsoever. Hey. Hey. Um, and so he said that he's really happy now, but he's afraid that he's going to lose his edge. So he actually got asked about getting fired from Fox mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not sure I believe this Casey that he basically made it sound like he had no idea it was coming and he was totally shocked to mm-hmm. learn that he'd been fired. I was I was surprised I didn't you know expect to get fired that morning at all in uh, April um, so I was shocked but I wasn't really shocked and I wasn't mad it's not my company and when you work for someone else that person reserves the right and in fact has inherently the right to decide whether you work there or not. And um, I don't know why I was fired. I really don't. Uh, I'm not angry about it. Uh, You can believe me or not, but I think you can feel that I'm not. Um, And, you know, I wish Fox well. Uh, 
there was, you know, ugly leaking, you know, I'm a racist or whatever they leaked or someone there leaked to the New York Times, but I that's not true. And I think the people who run the company know that's not true. I actually don't think they did it. Um, and I'm not mad about it. So I think if you you know you're on the bubble yeah. if you're getting fired. <laughs> yes. You can feel it. Yes. You can pick up signs. He's He's been in the business long enough. He knew something was going down. He Absolutely. had that little spidey tingle to know. Um, his contract, by the way, doesn't, doesn't with Fox, doesn't expire until 2025. $20 million contract. They're still arguing over that. And now he has said that it wasn't racism, it wasn't misogyny, but it was his thoughts on Ukraine, which is why Fox let him go. Oh, it was probably that you helped cost the company over $700 million. That was probably <laughs> it. All right, Casey, yeah. when we come back, mm-hmm. Todd Rokita yeah. is, he misses to- you. He is totally obsessed with me. <laughs> this is very weird. We need somebody to do a welfare check on this guy because he went on Hammer and Nigel on Friday and yikes, he will not be ignored. Okay. He's Rob. Al- He's Alex Forrest. <laughs> that's that's Glenn Close yes. from Fatal Attraction. Let's talk about this when we come back, because okay. this guy, the fact that this lunatic is the chief law enforcement officer for the state of Indiana, yikes. All right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So, Indiana's Attorney General Todd Rokita, he was criticizing Target's Pride campaign. He sent out a letter last week and it said that the uh, it, it, he was trying to safeguard citizens. Some other Attorney Generals also signed the letter. One's from Idaho, Arkansas, Missouri, Mississippi, South Carolina, and Kentucky. And they were expressing legal concerns over Target's possible violations of their duties to their board of directors. Now, he joined Hammer and Nigel to talk about that, but um, you've got something else you'd like to address okay, in regards so, to this. So, Casey, let, let's let's review. And look, we have said this many, many times, and Todd, because he has zero self-control, just like Jim Lucas and the rest of these people have proven, they obsess over us. And they obsess over us for two reasons. One we have the platform, right? WIBC is and will continue to be, the, at least from politics and government, the most important media outlet in the state. You can literally hear the radio station from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between. We are the conservative voice. We are the we are one of the most listened to radio stations in the state. We are one of the most listened to stations by market share talk radio stations in the entire country. We are, we, we have the platform, right? And they know that. And going along with that, we don't tolerate their bull crap. 
We don't kiss their ass because they're politicians. We don't think they're great and give them rounds of applause because they have some sort of title. No, they work for us. And as such, we don't have teams. We don't have favorites. You know who my favorite is? The taxpayer. Mm -hmm. So when these guys act like morons or pull shenanigans or act like politicians, we call them out on it. And for years, WIBC, right or wrong, was kind of the Republican station where no matter what ridiculous thing you did or behavior you pulled or whatever, you could come over here and you would get some sort of safe haven or harbor or whatever. We don't do that. And those guys, because they're complete narcissistic egomaniacs who believe that everybody should kiss their backside and tell them how great they are because they have some sort of title. They can't stand it that one show exists <laughs> where the people get told the truth about who they are. Mm -hmm. And Rokita is probably the worst of all of them. He was talking about he got a tip from a WIBC listener. No, no, from a from a host. So so Rakita's okay. on with Hammer and Nigel on Friday. Now keep in mind, Casey, I have been on paternity leave right. for ten days by yeah. the time this this interview airs. So I haven't been like tweeting about Todd Rokita. We haven't talked about Todd Rokita in a long time. Probably a month. Yeah. I forget what the last stupid thing he did was, the last thing he embarrassed himself in our state. I forget what it was, but it's been forever. It was probably the TikTok thing. Maybe what? that was it. Yeah. Or, or the thing where he went on and he got in hot water over flapping his gums about that abortion doctor. And of course, now that's created all sorts of ridiculousness. I don't even remember what it was. But the point is, he went on this interview. It's not like this interview is about Rob Kendall. It's not something Rob Kendall said. It's not that Rob Kendall and you have been going back and forth on social media. He went on this interview to talk about freaking Target. Mm -hmm. And he's so, he was, he, he was sitting, you knew, you, when you hear this audio, you realize he was darn set on getting a shot of me. Somehow he was going to worm that into the conversation. <laughs> like, he was like poking the bear. He had to get it in. Yeah, okay. So let's play the, again, he's on with Hammer and Nigel to talk about <laughs> Target. Mm -hmm. And somehow he just can't help himself because I'm always, as Willie Nelson said, always on his mind. Mm -hmm. I'm always on his mind. These other guys are, are giving me a counterbalance and I can now even if in a Pontius Pilate way, wash my hands of this whole thing and go back to selling stocks and underwear. And that's all we want. Uh, so it's really, I, I think it's a gift horse we're giving them. Um, I don't know where, where it goes from here. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but it's our, like, uh, like uh, Nigel said, we're already having an effect. So, and it's been a positive effect. And by the way, by the way, guys, I'll sign off here because I know you're, you're busy. I got the tip. I didn't even know that the socialist attorneys general had sent this abusive, abusive letter. Did, did it end? I, the audio ended there right before he took the shot at me. That's, uh, that's not, that's not good. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's fine. He went on to say, how did he describe it? He said, he said that he, he got the tip from a uh, host at WIBC. It was Tony Katz. They the morning was guy. Tony Katz, yes. And then Hammer and Nigel said, um, yeah, Tony Katz. And he said, yeah, it's not that guy who starts at 930. Well, Todd, we start at nine. <laughs> and he, he called me a jilted lover. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Todd, 
Let, let me explain this. In order to be a jilted lover, you have to want to be with someone. You have to want to be around them. You have to want to be friends with them. You have to want to engage with them. Todd, I stopped wanting to do anything in, with, or around you years ago mm-hmm. when you acted like a complete psychopath during your U.S. Senate campaign where you were following people around in milk carton costumes, when you had people following your opponents around with Hillary and Obama masks on, when you acted like a complete maniac, when you called this radio station, when you acted like a psycho to Abdul. I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be your buddy. I want absolutely nothing to do with you. I'm forced to talk about you because you are the chief law enforcement officer for the state of Indiana. So when you hire your cronies who are complete underachievers, as we've detailed, or whether you embarrass the state by flapping your gums on Fox News, or you lose easily winnable cases like keeping the governor from having unlimited, unchecked power over the state of Indiana. Yeah. Oh, or you had the second job that you, well, just conveniently didn't disclose. And then once you disclosed it, you said, well, I'm allowed to have the job. How do you know? Well, I have a letter that says I'm allowed to have the job. Can we see the letter? No, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm forced to talk about you. Mm -hmm. You work for us, Todd. And part of working for the public is the media is going to criticize you when you deserve to be criticized. So here's the deal, Rokita, because you started at this time, buddy. (laughs) He did. You stop doing stupid crap. You stop hiring your crony buddies who can't do the job. You start stop losing easily winnable cases for the state. And you stop flapping your gums and acting like an ass on Fox News. I'll stop talking about you. Deal? Sounds good to me. It was 100% unprovoked. But nice to know that you live rent-free in his head, by the <laughs> way. You heard this. I know for some reason the clip was wrong. But you heard that. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah, it was unprovoked. He's just poking the bear at this point. It's 28 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh, we're going to talk about Elton John coming up in just a bit. Plus, uh, we'd like to get some uh, voicemails in at 317-684-8444. But uh, today we've got something special. Your, Your fan wrote you back. My fan. Okay, shall I read it? Would you like a dramatic reading? Are you gonna? Do you want to? So this person has written our show before. We mm-hmm. have read this person before. This is James. This is James. Now, mm-hmm. do you want to wait and tell everyone where James is writing mm-hmm. from? He's from the uh, Plainfield Correctional Facility. Yes, that's yes. where he's. That's so we, where he's writing from. So we, we have read the James correspondence before. James is a an avid daily listener. Remember, we had all sorts of questions mm-hmm. about how people listen in prison, mm-hmm. and people were very kind of. I said, is there some sort of you know like PA system throughout the Plainfield Correctional Facility we're playing in? And they said, no. James likely has his own. He does. He r- has his own radio. Radio. We were because they don't allow them to have ice cream for some reason, <laughs> and we had we'd gotten clarification on why that was. Apparently, there was too big of a dispute on what type of ice cream to get, and it caused an issue, and so... Yep, so one bad apple ruined, for the, right, ruined it for the whole bunch but, at some point. But James, mm-hmm. and thank you, James, we really appreciate it, does listen uh, every day to the Kendall and Casey Show, and he loves you. And he he actually typed this out to Kendall and Casey Show voicemail, specifically. Yes. He wanted this to be read during the voicemail segment, which we typically do right now. And look, look there's a ton of... Um, there's a ton of effort that goes into a handwritten letter. Mm-hmm. I know this, and I bet the average person does not. I know this because every night I do a journal entry to my daughter about the events of that day, societal events, things I want her to remember, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I will usually write 
probably a page yeah. in a journal each day. And that's 10, 10-ish minutes of scribbling. And my hand is tired. Yeah. Well, I've got two pages. Exactly. So this he's, probably took a good half hour for him. He's putting the effort he in, is, Casey. He is. He's putting in the effort. Do you want to hear it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Dearest. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Dearest Miss Casey Daniels. Yeah. Hello, hello to mm-hmm. you. This is for your voicemail segment. So earlier this week, I believe on voicemails, Kendall done a segment on voicemails yeah. and a guy had left um, whom happens to be a hater of Casey and was giving you the dissing. Now, this was the guy we dubbed Travis. Travis. Yeah, he was mean. He was saying, and he's got all love for Rob, but he could do without Kevin and I. Yeah, he's he really thinks that he thought you two, and we play the liner sometimes, mm-hmm. your... When I was doing my Sunday show by myself, it was incredibly compelling radio. Yeah. However, now that we're here, you and Kev, and Mm -hmm. the fact that we as a co host would do the show together, that's ruined it for him. Right. That's ruined it for him. Yes. So, um, James, who the letter is from, has come to my defense. He said, Well, this voicemail from me says Casey Daniels is brilliant and intelligent. Oh, yeah. Very informative, Mm -hmm. very entertaining. And furthermore, Casey has the voice of an angel. I would agree agree with all of that and one of the most beautiful voices on earth also kendall and casey make a great team in broadcasting and i agree with you casey about who this hater is and what he does yeah i'm a huge casey fan and then he goes on Mm -hmm. james says so casey daniels can we make a date (laughs) for you to read my voicemail letter on the show Because he he can't come out and right. we, we can't really go on a sure. date. He says, please and thank you. Give this time to get it out of here to the U.S. Postal Service. And then how about on July 5th, Wednesday morning at 1030? Well, sorry, James, we just got the letter today. Can we do that? Can we please have it on the radio? As I've explained, you are fantastic and wonderful, Miss Daniels. P.S. Have an extra large blizzard flavored peanut butter puppy chow for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what we've got to do, Casey. Yeah. Uh, you see all the time, whether it's like uh, like Tiger King or Dateline NBC, where the journalists will go to the mm-hmm. prison mm-hmm. and interview yeah. the the inmate. Right. I think you and I have got to go to, I assume they're allowed to have visitors at the Plainfield Correctional Facility. Probably. So remember Hammer and I went to that kid's graduation party? <laughs> it's a little different, but a few, yes, a few I do remember that. weeks ago, and we totally made his uh-huh. life, and we were so happy to, to do that, and that was a lot of fun. I think you and I mm-hmm. should go... To the Plainfield Correctional and Facility, say hi to James and, and meet bring James him and, ice cream. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's allowed. Can yeah, you we, bring, we should. Bring ice we cream? should learn the rules, right? And then we will try to go make James day. Because let's face it, James. When we have no idea why James is in, look, I don't think the Plainfield Correctional Facility is Leavenworth by any stretch, or or uh, Supermax in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So. Whatever he did, he's paying his debt to society. But I don't. I'm guessing James is not a you know a high high risk violent offender. Well, I would hope not. If you're saying let's go say hi. Well, to him. look, he's going to be in shackles and constraints, and you know I picture maybe like the wheel him out like Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs or something like that. If he is, there's no reason we can't <laughs> and, uh, do this. And I'm just little Clarice. Kevin, hit the music one more time. He ends it oh. with this. I've got four words for you. 
chocolate raspberry bread pudding. That's sounding so good. It had to come right out of heaven. Chocolate raspberry pudding. Okay. Thank you, James, for the letter. We have to go. <laughs> okay. Hey, let's talk about what's going on with no, no, Elton you're John. Trying to, you're trying to bust I us am. Off. I'm trying, have, no, 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 no. I'm trying to move on. We have to do this. Look, Hammer and I mm-hmm. went to that kid's graduation party. Yeah. That was a little, you know, nobody thought we'd show up. was a social event. Well, yeah. How much social interaction do you think James gets over the course of a week? Uh, pro- a, a two-page exactly. letter that he hands out. Exactly. Yeah. We, we have to know, why is James in? <laughs> when does James get out? How uh, did he find us? He said in his letter that he can't watch us on YouTube. Yeah. And he can only listen to the radio. So I would really be afraid that I would severely disappoint James. All right, here is if my- If he met me in person, because his imagination is probably painting me a lot- better than what real life is. Uh, Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find this out. I'm sure somebody will call and let us know, but my dear friend, Phil Slavens, one of the greatest people that ever lived, uh, one of the all-time great Hoosiers, used to run the Plainfield Correctional Facility. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask him Mm -hmm. what what, the the rules are in order to visit because... Uh, I'm going, Casey, <laughs> and you and Kev is going to go with. I'm going to drag Kev with us too. <laughs> Kevin's face. And, Wait, what? <laughs> and it will not be. He wants to meet you. We are just the extra. We are the side of potatoes mm-hmm. and and green beans. Yes, it's a nice part of the meal, but you are the main course, <laughs> and you. Think about what a great radio segment that'll be if we go meet James. Okay. Like, you you gonna you gonna videotape it? You're gonna do the audio? Absolutely. Okay. Um. Is you, it, you set this up, and I'll go. Is it weird? <laughs> what? I know what you're going to ask me. Is it weird uh-huh. that some person mm-hmm. in a state, uh, in, a, in a state facility, mm-hmm. is indeed <laughs> enamored w- with you? Um. Well, no. I mean, that's what we strive for, no matter where people are located. Right. Yeah. I hope uh, all of our listeners are somewhat enamored. That's why they tune in. Right. Right? I mean, but he's like, he's not thinking about me. I mean, clearly I am just here, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. Well, you know. You are the one as that he's. The, he, as, as the great Dusty Springfield said, wishing, hoping, and praying. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. So I'm going to I'm gonna totally do this. Okay. You set it up and uh, let's take some protection as well. <laughs> it is 10-4. I mean. Physical protection, <laughs> people. It's 1042. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my 1046, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's our cup of tea and definitely our 10th shot of tequila. Hammer joins us in the studio from the Hammer and Nigel show. Hey. The family's back together in I here. I know, right? Daddy came back. Yeah, we got everybody. <laughs> hey, so you're giving Eagles tickets away today. Is that right? Yes. All week long, we've got tickets to go see the Eagles, mm-hmm. as Fetterman would say. <laughs> um, so today's game that we're going to play, because we're trying to do something different every yeah, day. I love the Hammer and Nigel ticket giveaway. 
giveaway games. <laughs> By the way, if you ever lose one of these games, please <laughs> seek therapy immediately. We make these things as easy as possible. We've had people lose before, though. Uh, today's game is in honor of John Fetterman, yep. the representative of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. The Eagles, <laughs> so much better than... The Eagles! <laughs> so we're going to give you the name of somebody that will either be an Eagles band member uh-huh. or a member of the football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, you should, should be able to win that one pretty Eagles, easy. so much better than the Eagles for tickets to the Eagles today. Okay, That's so good. so we we played this uh, a few segments ago. Uh, Todd Rokita was on your show on Friday. Yes. And just for no reason whatsoever... <laughs> decided to take a shot at me. Remember that scene in Animal House? They can't do that to our pledges. Only we We can can do do that that. to our pledges. Uh Uh, So we actually finally have the full audio here. I got cut off a little early when we were doing the segment on that complete raving lunatic who who masquerades as an attorney general. Uh, Here is the here is the full full clip. Amazing. It was it was one. It was your morning show uh, counterpart. Tony not the Katz. one that acts like, not the one that acts like a uh, jilted lover. Oh, <laughs> starts at nine thirty. Not him. The other one. Uh, so he was on talking about Target, mm-hmm. and somehow and and woke whatever. And somehow he just, it was like he was dead set from the moment he started that interview, I'm going to rip on Rob Kendall in this interview. And if you listen to Nigel and I's reaction, it was, jeez, and we started laughing. Like, I did not expect that at all because it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? I mean, I know, look, I know he's a friend of your show and that's great, but I didn't start this one, right? No. I mean, I mean it's like, like, I'm a law-abiding, tax-paying citizen in this state, and you have the chief law enforcement officer going on the number one rated show, essentially, in the state of Indiana, mm-hmm. and he's, he's his whole focus was, I'm going to get a rip on Rob Kendall in there. <laughs> I'm going to let him have it. Does it feel good, though, knowing well, that... Clearly, I think that was a line that was pre... Yeah. prepared oh, yeah. so that you're living rent free yes. in his head it's great i can't when you when when i heard that the smile just the joy mm-hmm. it brought to my heart and it's such a weird line too because a jilted lover implies like i want to be friends with him <laughs> that is the last At some thing point I want. you were together we were friends and then he started behaving when we detailed this in a great length when he he was fine, and then he ran for U.S. Senate, and he behaved like a lunatic, and it was like you have no business running a rallies, much less being a member of the greatest deliberative body in the history of man. What happens, and you could probably answer this better than anybody because you've worked in that building. What happens with some of these politicians where they decide to? Go against what they used to be. Like Governor Holcomb, for example, right? I was with Governor Holcomb for a while, okay? Got sports betting going, okay? Seemed like he was a decent guy. All right, Sunday sales, thumbs up to that. But, and I think Nigel talks about this a lot, the moment he called people wanting to open up their business a Petri dish, that's when things changed. Like, folks who didn't want to riot, didn't march up the street and demand anything, they just wanted to open up their business. Called them a Petri dish, wanted to lock you up for not wearing a mask. Like, where did that come from? And I think my thing with Rokita, and we talked about this earlier, is 
I actually like a lot of his politics. Uh, this is what pains me about this, that he behaves like such a buffoon on a regular basis, is I like a lot of his politics. But that is insane that you are the chief law enforcement officer for the state of Indiana. You're invited very graciously on this highly rated radio show. You have a specific thing you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of it, I'm going to just rip on a guy who I know is not here. Clearly, he's totally obsessed well, with that's me. Why he, he, did he knows it. where I am. Right. But he I can't respond. And, and it's just, it's very, it's it's unbecoming of any politician, much less the guy who is supposed to be about law, order, justice, that like that's that's what he's he's using this platform rather than to talk about whatever case he'll probably inevitably lose because he's a crappy attorney. What to pick a fight with the guy who's not even well, at work? Do you think I mean the Hammer and Nigel show is lighthearted and fun? Do you think that that was his attempt at humor? No, hold just on trying for to just fit a second in? though, because we did ask some very tough situations. Oh, oh yeah, no, I absolutely you do. But I'm wondering, do you think he was just trying to have some fun? Uh, I think Todd Rokita trying to be one of the guys is about the last thing Todd Rokita should... Look, we talked about this before. There are certain (laughs) people who pull off certain things well. Todd Rokita's politics are fine, and if he wants to be a tough-talking politician guy, fine. But he's not a cool guy. He's not somebody you want to hang out with. (laughs) But look, you're right, though. I thought you guys were talking about a very interesting topic, and he totally belittled and derailed the good questions you guys were asking by being obsessed with talking about me. Because my angle was, if I'm the CEO of Target, and I told him this. If I get this letter, oh, look, Republican attorney generals are mad at me. I just throw it right in the trash. You know, everybody moves on with their day. So, you know, my angle of the questioning was, where do we go from here? And that's, I think, the clip that you played earlier. And then that spawned into the shot at you. And I hate, you know how I hate to compliment you or ever say anything nice about you, but you and Nigel do a great job interviewing people. Well, I always think you. you guys do a fabulous job mm-hmm. with that. Uh, Larry Nasser got stabbed. Do you see that? I like it. <laughs> Multiple times. I like it. So, (laughs) speaking of uh, politicians, here's what's going to happen when I become the governor. So, Larry, real quick, you want to tell everybody who Larry Nassar is just real fast? Larry Nassar was the um, doctor at Michigan State University who was supposed to be like the athletic trainer doctor guy, Mm -hmm. but was ultimately sexually assaulting a lot of these young U.S. gymnasts. And to their credit, we ripped them when they're wrong, but the Indy Star did a great job in exposing all of that. So, that creeper got arrested obviously he's in prison well somebody stabbed him multiple times in the back and in the chest so i don't know if it was one person or two but he got stabbed and as jerry seinfeld once said that's a shame (laughs) so when i become the governor rob (laughs) but i can't wait for this whenever horrible people get either beat up or stabbed in prison Whoever does it, we're not going to lighten the sentence because they may be, excuse me, horrible people. Yeah. But we'll give them a few extra perks. A couple, maybe extra cartons of smokes. Mm-hmm. Maybe during football season, we'll hook up the red zone to their TV. Mm-hmm. You know, little things like that. Yeah. I- <laughs> maybe ice cream. Right. You never know. Every Sunday becomes ice cream day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, we la- you, we're laughing about this. You know how many people heard that right now and go, yeah, that's right. You tell them. Like, I'm not really against it. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, let's face it. That guy You're talking to a dude who wants a pay-per-view executions because I want to see bad guys die. And let's face it. I mean, this guy is one of the worst people imaginable. He obviously preyed on women, period, is terrible. But young women, vulnerable women, he was in a position of authority, a medical position, and did that. This is one of the worst people imaginable. And if you were to say somebody deserves the death penalty... 
a guy like that would for his heinous crimes against hundreds of people. So think about what happened with Larry Nassar at Michigan State. Think about what happened during the Penn State saga with Jerry Sandusky and did Paterno know. Those are horrible things, yep. right? But then I remember Christine Brennan of the USA Today saying the year that the Big Ten decided to play football during the COVID year was the darkest hour of the Big Ten. Yeah, that was it. That was the, the darkest problem. hour. Mm-hmm. Sandusky and Nasser exist, but Ohio State saying, you know what, we want to play football. That was the darkest hour. By the way, speaking of which, have you been following this Northwestern football saga now? So there's a hazing situation at Northwestern, and the coach, who's been there for a while, used to be a player, Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald yeah. he's now, originally, he was going to get a bunch of slaps on the wrist, couple weeks suspensions, how dare you, shame on you. Well, now the school's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> It's like they the school did no research and they just did the bare minimum and now it's coming out what exactly was involved in the hazing allegedly and it's just like how does this stuff even in the modern era you know this is not the 1970s how does this take place and nobody it did not come to the surface and what's the definition of hazing here like is you know Kids going to college, doing college kids, you know, chug a beer, do something like that. Is that hazing? Or are we talking about sticking stuff up people's buttholes? What are we doing here? There's a big difference in hazing here. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a big scale. What's coming up? The Eagles! <laughs> the Eagles! So much better than the Eagles today. Uh, Guy Relford joins us. Big Nige is out. Indy Spanglish. Jerry Lopez fills in. Yeah. Very nice. Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.